Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Rachel Go. Rachel was raised outside of Chicago and is the only member of her family who is of mixed race. She is the co-host of the podcast Mixed Movement and is a life coach who works with clients to gain a beautiful sense of self-identity and self-love. Rachel understands firsthand how challenging it can be to not know how to identify which has inspired her to serve those who struggle to find love and understanding for themselves. We have so much to talk about today, Rachel. So let's jump right into this and welcome. Thank you. Yes, I'm very, very excited to be here and to have this opportunity to talk about my work and how I'm inspired. Um, Yeah, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I'm just excited that you're here with me because this is something that really resonates with me. And when I saw your Instagram page, I thought, oh my gosh, I really love what she's talking about. And this really tugged at all like fibers in me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to this woman. I've got to know her. I've got to know more about her story. I love what you're talking about. So before we talk about your professional journey, Can you describe your life thus far in one word? I think the best word to describe my life is eclectic. It's not straightforward. It's been very quirky. It's lots of twists and turns, lots of really tough moments, but in those tough moments, very beautiful. Nothing has been straightforward in my life. (laughs) So very eclectic. Yes. It's such a good word. You know, it brings in so many different facets of life and how that can affect or impact your journey and your next step. Let's talk about some of those unique experiences in your past that led to where you are today in your personal and professional journey. Absolutely. I, of course, have to start with how I came to be. It was extremely complex. I essentially am the result of an affair. My mom, who is German and Czechoslovakian, was married to her husband who is of Irish and Lithuanian descent. And she had had an affair with somebody that they actually went to high school with. And he is African-American. So in a lot of situations like that, there are oftentimes people hide the truth. But my mom, which I have to commend her for, has been always so brave and, and open and honest about it. One of my first memories was her telling myself and my sister that we have different dads, but we are always family. She will always be my mommy. And my sister's dad essentially adopted me too. So being raised in a situation like that and knowing has been a little bit refreshing, but also kind of confusing. Um, Everything was completely fine and normal. And I had my mom and I had my dad, which was my sister's dad. And I had my sister. And then it really um, started to change when I went into grade school. 
And that was when my fellow classmates started asking questions and and kind of brought things to my attention, like, wait, you don't look like your family. That was a little challenging because I felt a sense of comfort within my own home, but everybody else had questions for me that made me rethink why I'm here, how I fit into my own family. And it never really stopped either. It was kind of a lifetime of describing how I'm related to my own family over and over and over again. And on one hand, I'm extremely grateful that I've always known the truth. It's It definitely took its toll on me um, as a teenager. I was very confused. I knew my biological father and his family, but I wasn't really allowed to hold a relationship with them. My mom kept them at bay, which I am extremely grateful that I've always known the truth. But again, it just made it a little bit confusing to have to navigate. And it was really isolating. Nobody else in my family, I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody about the confusion. Having to explain why I'm tan. The questions that I get when I was at school, I didn't have anybody that I could talk to about it. So I just kind of had to figure it out on my own. It was It was complex. Yeah, it's complex and it's unique, right? Yes. And being that family member who is different, who was the result of an affair, mm-hmm. it has all these really unique factors and nuances to it, right? Yes. So not only were you not able to, or maybe you felt and not, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, felt that you weren't able to talk to them about how you look different than the rest of your family, how you had to tell the story over and over again, because people would automatically make assumptions or want to know the story. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, okay, again, again, you couldn't just be. No, never. (laughs) So it was also confusing for you there. Like, okay, I just want to be my, my mom, my, my sibs, they're all embracing and I love them. But then I leave this house and then I get questions. Well, you look like your family. Well, tell us the story and people probe. Are you adopted? So many times I have had to answer that question. And quite frankly, on a lighter kind of note, my older sister, when we would fight, would always say that. I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) She tried. She tried that one. (laughs) And and then it's that. It's the race questions. It's the questions that you get from other people about your own race. Mm -hmm. And being mixed, right? Mm -hmm. And I am someone who's also mixed. So people automatically make assumptions. You've got to then explain your background, your story, or you feel like, oh, here I go again. Yes. Right. Or let me clarify this for them. Or let me give them a better understanding. So maybe educated or, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was on and on. So I can imagine because your story is different than my story and it's unique. And each of our stories are unique. Absolutely. It's what I call this mixed bag of emotion, of stories, of our journey. And that's why I'm going to get to my next question here. Tell us more about your podcast, The Mixed Movement, because I love the title. (laughs) Thank you. It's got a story of its own. Yes, it does. Do it with and what it's about. So let's get into this. 
Okay. I'm really excited to share this story because it has completely pivoted my life and the way I view my own life and my own story. It's essentially started about four years ago when my biological father passed away. I flew down to Texas. Um, my half-brother, Nate, had messaged me and told me that he was not doing well. And at this point, I really hadn't had a relationship with my half siblings at all. My brother, Nate, he and I kind of remained in touch over the years, but nothing ever close. So I was really surprised to get this message from him. I flew down to Texas where my dad was, and that experience in and of itself was a little unnerving for me. I didn't know anybody in this side of my family. So it was a cousin who coordinated everything who I didn't know. And I got there and I was just kind of shocked and really had a lot of emotions behind it um, because I didn't know my biological father and I really didn't allow him in my life that much. So I had a lot of guilt and I was just really grateful to be there. And I was there for about 12 hours before my older sister, Christine, arrived. And I was really nervous to see her. I felt like she was mad at me for some reason. I felt like mm. there was some sort of really heavy, powerful emotion that she held towards me. She arrived and everything was kind of lighthearted, if you will. About two hours or so after her arrival, Everybody else had left the room and it was our dad and she and I, and she sat down in front of a window and she said, can I talk to you about something? I said, sure. Of course, I'm nervous. I'm terrified. And she starts by saying, Rachel, I've always wanted a sister. I've always wanted a sister. I've got two little brothers and I would have traded them in for a sister at any moment in my life. And knowing that you exist but I've not been able to have a relationship with you has been extremely heartbreaking. I kept on telling myself, the older we get, the more we'll connect. The older we get, the more we'll connect. And that has never happened. And at this point, I am sobbing. And she looks at me and she said, can we start over? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Let's start right now. Oh, um, I know. Me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, wow. And... And then a few hours later, our brother, Nate, arrived and we spent about, I think it wasn't even a full 24 hours together. And it was like we had been raised together our whole lives. We're so close. We now text every single morning. We haven't missed a day in four years. We FaceTime regularly and we've always said, we should start a podcast. This is hilarious. <laughs> They're like, our conversations, are you kidding me? Oh, and another interesting thing is Christine is about 10 years older than me. And Nate and I are four months apart to the day. Wow. So we're dubbed the Wonder Twins. <laughs> uh, we look very similar. Our lives had kind of had parallel stories. It's really interesting. It was September of 2021. There was a major shift in my life and in my world. My house had flooded and I lost my home and I had ended a, a relationship that ultimately resulted in a restraining order. And basically I felt like my life had been taken away. It was gone. And I was 
at this really interesting crossroad of what do I do now? Do I want to go back to anything that I had held before? I had a photography business at the time and I just, I didn't want to go back to that. I have three small children. I didn't have a home. I didn't have a relationship. And in that moment, I stopped and realized that this is really and truly the cleanest slate that any adult could ever be given. I have an opportunity to rebuild my life the way I want to. No longer doing things that I think other people will approve of. So what does that look like? What do I want to do? So I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I've always felt a huge calling to do something beyond myself, beyond my family. This is a beautiful opportunity to talk about these things. I'm sick of feeling isolated. I know I'm not alone. I know that my story is unique, but other people also have been affected by being mixed race. It is unique. It is complex. It's scary and it's isolating. And I want to change that isolation. I don't want people to feel the way that I did growing up, not having a safe place to talk about the complexities of being mixed race. So I called my half siblings and I was like, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? We've talked about it. We've joked about it. Let's do it. And they're like, uh, yeah, (laughs) we're in. Then started the process of putting it together and figuring it out. It's a hybrid podcast. Some of it is interviews. Some of it is just my siblings and I talking. I have one episode that I talk about just my story and it has been life-changing. And it's beautiful because I hear people that I know in this tiny town saying, I've been listening to it. And although I am monoracial, I have a niece or a cousin or somebody in my family who's mixed race. And now I have a greater understanding of what they have to go through. And I am truly and utterly moved. I'm like, this is my purpose. This is my calling. This is what I'm here to do. And it's working. And it feels so empowering to know that I can, just in sharing my story and providing a safe space for others to share theirs, has made people feel safe in their own skin. I absolutely love it. I love that you've created this podcast, that it is about the mixed movements. When I came across your Instagram page, I just had to stop. I listened to what you were saying and I thought I can really relate to this. My background, racial background is Filipino, Armenian, European, and Mexican. With all that, people want to box you into, I've gotten this many times and I'm sure you have as well. What are you? 100% all the time. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. (laughs) What are you? What are you? What are you? Here we go. Here's the conversation again. Let me educate somebody. You know, maybe next time they'll, you know, think about that question. And and I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay, but it does get a little bit exhausting, you know, after a while explaining it. Yes. And not just being right. When I heard and looked at some of your posts and you were saying some of the same things that I think, and I'm like, wow. I love this. I love this girl. I'm glad she's bringing this up. This is so amazing. And then when we talked the first time and I heard about your story, I was like, whoa, oh my God, I've got to have Rachel on. So 
I'm so happy that we've taken the time to meet here, talk yes. about your journey, talk about your story. And I love the reframe as you were talking about your house being flooded, having, you know, the separation with that significant other and it being an absolute clean slate. Yes. And where do you begin? Where do you start? So you started a new journey. You started a new path for yourself. Yes. And that's pretty amazing because you could have just hit out kind of isolated, but you didn't do that. No, you looked at it and said, now, what can I do? How can I curate my own journey? What is this going to look like? So let's start there. What does it look like now for you? Yes. You started this podcast. Yes. You have this incredible relationship with all of your siblings, right? Mm -hmm. Now what, what else is Rachel going to do? That has been so, so moving for me that moment putting together the podcast, launching it, getting feedback has really just added fuel to my fire. And I've really, truly understood and believed in myself through this. Again, a situation like this could cause somebody to hide yeah. to, not, I mean, I am, and I'm not going to say that it was perfect. It was hard. I had my moments where I didn't want to get out of bed and thankful for my children for motivating me for pushing forward. It was scary. I felt like I was getting buried alive in this whole process. And I had this epiphany. If I can do this and I can survive, you can. We are so much more capable of achieving the things that we want, that we truly desire, than we think we are. If I can go through hard things, you can do it too. And I then took that a step further by really getting into coaching and helping people, not just who are mixed race, but we all have struggled with self-love and self-identity no matter what our racial background is, no matter where we come from. And it truly starts there. It, once you can learn how to answer the question, what do you like to do for fun? Who are you? Then your whole entire life can pivot and shift. But it truly begins with believing in yourself and knowing that you can do hard things and you can thrive and you can survive. But then also taking that a step further with truly knowing who you are and loving every part of yourself. And yes, I do help those in the mixed race and biracial community, but it doesn't just stop there. Truthfully, my purpose is to help others to gain love for themselves. And when you can fill your heart so much that it overflows, it just pours out to everybody that is around you and you can make magic happen. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. And part of it feels a little selfish because I love, I love it. I, I love hearing other people's stories. It makes me feel so good knowing that I can help somebody live a full life, a fulfilled life. It's 20 years that I've been a licensed manicurist. I think it's been about 16 years total that I have been uh, in the salon industry. But that in and of itself, I feel like has laid out a really good foundation for me understanding people. I've gotten to know people, sat down with them for up to two hours every other week from all different ages, all different walks of life. And I have a really good understanding of the fact that we all are unique. We all have our own unique stories, our own unique trials. 
our own unique tribulations. And I feel honored to get to know people on that level in that realm, but I'm taking it a step further with coaching now and truly assisting and helping people learn to love themselves. I think that's a great goal, a great vision, a great journey. Why? Because I think you're absolutely right. That question of who are you? Who are you? Just starting there. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Is a deep question. And it takes some introspection. It takes some reflection. It takes understanding. Yes. It takes kindness for yourself and thoughtfulness, having grace for yourself. A lot of that has to do with you don't know, or you're confused, or maybe you have some idea, but because of the conditioning, because of the messages, Mm -hmm. because of the things that we've learned from our parents, caregivers, teachers, friends, all of that, it takes a step back to say, who am I? How do I identify? How do I understand and have grace for myself? And how do I accept myself for who I am? Absolutely. Let me give you an example. So I was told growing up, that my grandparents on my maternal side didn't really accept me or us because we were mixed race. They wouldn't let us into their house, all these various things. So it's like, how did we feel about this? How did I internalize this? How did I begin to create a relationship with those people when I had been told those things? Yes. And yet I still was able to create a relationship with those people. And it was a very unique relationship. It was a meaningful relationship. And we got past whatever those additional factors or that conditioning or those messages. And yet from my other side, I reminded them of my mom or I looked more like her. So I didn't fit in because I wasn't enough of a certain culture or race, even within the family structure. So it was difficult. It was, it was difficult. Oh, absolutely. Within the in the structure or the system, as well as outside of that system. So it's like, Ooh, where do I fit in? But I always knew that with my mother, we had this bond, this connection with anybody. I had her, I had her to go to and say, I love you. I accept you. I adore you. I'll always be here for you. So those messages from her were really great. They really helped set a a really solid foundation for feeling secure feeling loved, feeling included, and being able to take my questions to her because of that, which was really important. The one thing I couldn't necessarily take because maybe she didn't understand because she's from a monoculture is that mixed race part of it. And so that's why when I ran into your podcast or your page, I was like, oh, this is really great. I love your story. And I also want to add that we as human beings, we go through different journeys each of us, very unique journeys. But one thing I can say, being in the mental health field, working in the human services field, being a doctor of psychology, is we all experience the same emotions. Absolutely. Sadness, happiness, all these different things, but the situations around that may vary. Yes. You know, as long as we also get intact with our emotions and what that feels like, how we experience that is so critical. Absolutely it is. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I really wanted to have you on because as I said, I really resonated with your message and I think many people will. 
I think many people will because it's not something that I hear a lot of. I don't hear it talked about a lot. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for creating a space for the conversation and opening up that conversation and creating the podcast and for all that you've done and all that you're going to do and all that you're doing in regards to also coaching, because I believe like you, you had a long career in the, what I call the service, but human service industry. And Mm -hmm. so you've had face-to-face contact with people throughout those 16 years, being a manicurist, you hear those stories. You hear life stories. There's a lot. Oh, there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) And and, and I wonder too, because we might think a lot of us hear these stories, especially like in the medical field or the human services field Mm -hmm. or, you know, the psychology field, we hear very intense stories, but you do too, because you're absolutely every day. Yes. And it's, it's really fascinating what happens when you sit across from somebody number one in a, in a closed setting, but more so when there's touch involved, Ah. that opens up a lot more (laughs) and it's been beautiful. And honestly, I'm honored that I have been a third party, a neutral third party for people to feel safe to talk to over the last 20 years. It has been life-changing. I've learned a lot about the human experience from other people and Wow. I've been invited into some people's families. I have honestly been adopted by, um, (laughs) by a couple about 10 years ago where I live now. And I don't live in Chicago anymore. I live in Washington state. And I mean, it's been phenomenal getting to know people in that facet and then carrying it over into this. Thank you so much for being on here with me. I know we could go on and talk about many things. Yes. (laughs) Just sharing the space with you, hearing your story, hearing how you're thriving today is incredible. So thank you for sharing some insight about your journey as well and talking about both the personal and professional aspects of where you are today and how you got from since you were born and that story up to today. Uh-huh. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> pretty incredible, the story. So thank you. as we come to the close of the interview... My last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Oh, truthfully, I, I believe that we are all connected. Like you had mentioned earlier, we all share similar, same emotions. We all want to feel safe and secure and love and just have a greater understanding for your fellow human. You may not know their situation, so try not to pass judgment, but please know that we are all on this planet together as part of the same race, which is the human race. Be kind, be patient. If it's not something that you understand, either try to learn more about somebody else's situation or just respect their differences. We're all here together. We all deserve the same things, just give a little bit more love. Thank you, Rachel, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you for having me, Summer. It was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. You can follow Rachel Go on Instagram at polish.velvet and Mixed Movement on Facebook. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. 
For more about CORE Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.